Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL with you. And a bit of a newsy Built by Bama online podcast we have for you today. Been that way a little bit here on the recruiting front of late. And joining me to discuss all of that and more, BamaOnline.com recruiting analyst Hank South. Hank, how you doing? I'm good, Travis. How are you? Uh, probably not as busy as you because <laughs> – uh, you were up once again on a Wednesday night, this time as Kadarius Calway, a Philadelphia, Mississippi native, flips his commitment from in-state Mississippi State to the Crimson Tide of Alabama. You had mentioned this possibility when we were outlining the Alabama secondary for the 2021 class a week or so ago after the commitment of Devontae Smith from Cincinnati, Ohio. So I guess this didn't necessarily catch you as a big surprise. No, it, it didn't. And I, I think, you know, maybe the only surprise was just, you know, randomly committing on a Wednesday night. Uh, <laughs> there was no timeline. Uh, kids don't typically set a time to flip. So that's not a big surprise. But uh, no, uh, I mean, it, w- it wasn't a surprise as far as, you know, Bama pursuing him. Um, obviously, a lot of the conversation around defensive back recruiting um, is has been centered on guys like Jaquincy McKinstry, Terry and Arnold, Kyrie Jackson, Jason Marshall. And for good reason, they're, they're still top targets. But uh, Kadarius Callaway is a guy that that's been evaluated by the staff. He got an offer kind of in the midst of this whole uh, dead period. He he was offered in late April while he was committed to Mississippi State. Um, Bama, you know, kept in daily contact with him. We wrote a, a story with him in middle of June where he was saying he was talking to Bama and Freddie Roach more than he was Mississippi State. And so it was pretty evident that, you know, Bama was, you know, trending for him more, more so in the last, you know, month or so. Um, he had committed to uh, the difference, uh, the Joe Moorhead staff at Mississippi State. So, you know, he, he hadn't committed to Mike Leach, although, you know, they were still talking to him. They were still recruiting him. Uh, but it was clear that, you know, Bama was on his mind and was definitely an offer that, you know, kind of took him aback um, and, and made him reconsider things. But, I mean, talk about a big pickup. He, he's technically recruited as an athlete. Uh, but you know, you watch his film, he can do both things. He can play both sides of the ball. He can play throughout the secondary. He can play receiver. I mean, his stats are, are pretty nuts when you actually look at him, you know, almost a thousand yards receiving 12 touchdowns. He has 11 interceptions. You don't see that a lot. Um, and so, you know, he, he gives the staff a lot of options. I feel like every commitment we talk about, we say the same thing in that regard. Um, but you know, a nice pickup and, uh, definitely, um, you know, a guy, the staff coveted, um, you know, over the last two months. You know, you outlined some of that versatility and those numbers and the measurables even. And it's hard for me not to think about a guy just from this most recent class in Christian Mm stories. Is is this the kind of 
prospect we're talking about perhaps with Kadarius Callaway? Yeah, I, I actually um... – Earlier, I had compared him. I, I, I kind of use that same comparison with Christian Story, just as a guy that can, you know, jack of all trades on the football field. Uh, similar size, uh, you know, Kadarius Callaway actually has, has clocked um, a sub four six forty recently at a camp in Mississippi. So he's got the size, he's got the verified speed, um, and you just turn on his film. He's just, I mean, he's just a football player. I mean, he, he he strikes guys. He's a ball hawk. He's got great ball skills. Uh, you know, he he has got breakaway speed, and he he kind of just does. You know, all sorts of things. This film's fun to watch. And, and if you're looking at his huddle page, it's kind of tricky to find it all. Um, he, he has it broken up into like three different sections. And I, the, the one that's the the most fun to watch is his um, his return and his defensive highlights on, on his huddle page. And so, yeah, you know, I, I think the Christian story comparisons are really good one because, you know, this time last year when Christian committed, you know, he was rated as an athlete, recruited as an athlete, um, but we were all kind of talking about him potentially ending up as a safety, whereas his his other position um, was quarterback. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with Callaway, but I, I think he'll end up in, in the secondary. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a staple, really, of, of Nick Saban recruiting efforts during his time at Alabama. You, you find a guy that can do so many things like a Kadarius Callaway is you, you can figure it out. You can certainly have a initial plan in place, kind of like an Ardarius Stewart to from a few years back. Ardarius was that kind of guy and Alabama's had some success locating safeties, uh, future safeties anyway, in the state of Mississippi, Justin Woodall comes to mind. That was even pre Nick Saban over there in the Oxford area. Now, Freddie Roach, the primary recruiter on Kadarius Callaway is, is that what we understood? I, I know you mentioned that, earlier in your comments yeah he, he was this is his first uh you know he, he had kind of built the inroads with Kadarius while he was recruiting him when he was on the old Miss staff and so that kind of you know translated over um to to his time with Alabama and obviously you know it, it took a little bit for them to offer uh they, when they offered in late April but you know that connection was still there so it wasn't this you know new coach coming into the fold talking to him um so yeah this is this is his first uh you know big um, commitment he, he's he's led the charge on as area recruiter in mississippi philadelphia mississippi to be specific for Kadarius callaway pretty good running back came out of philadelphia about 40 years ago by the name of marcus dupree if you haven't read the book on marcus and his recruitment you need to do that out there and uh you probably seen the 33 the 30 30 i think it was the greatest that never was uh good stuff there as well now we talk about the secondary for this class if we do go ahead and consider Callaway Hank to be a defensive back of Alabama's 11 commitments to this point I think three of those guys in the secondary Devontae Smith Kane Williams uh Kadarius Callaway am I missing anyone is that is that the number yeah that's currently the number um and I think the the biggest question mark was last night, you know, when 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 Callaway announced he was committing was, you know, what is the, obviously, you know, what does this mean with, with everybody else? And, you know, I, I don't think it really changes much of the trajectory of where Bama has been been turning to. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the guys like Jaquincy McKinstry, guys like Jason Marshall, uh, they're still going to be priority targets. Guys like Terry and Arnold, um, because, again, you know, it's, uh, guys, especially like Arnold, uh, you know, rated as a safety, but. Can, can play all over the secondary. He can play corner. Um, you know, he, he can move around in, into the different spots throughout um, the defensive backfield. And so I, I don't think they're really going to slow down recruiting anybody. I, I think those will, those guys will all be remain remaining top targets. Um, Kyrie Jackson, the Juco corner, um, you know, you look at the, the safety offers and, and there's still several out, you know, Sage Ryan, 
the big uh, the big uh, time safety in, in Louisiana. I think he'll be a guy Bama continues to recruit because if you do look at it, it's still it's still July. You know, we'll, we'll see what the visit you know landscape looks like this fall. What those are even going to be like if guys can get back on campus. Um, so you know you have to keep recruiting the position because you never know these days. You know, kids take visits. Um, they look elsewhere. You have to, you know, stay involved with guys in the event that, um, you know, you, you need to add somebody late or, uh, you know, you need to add more just 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 to add. So is Alabama at this point with where we're at with the extension of the dead period and frankly, just the, the negativity of, of the upcoming fall in general that seems to be uh, falling upon us at this point? Is Alabama in full take mode? When it comes to its top targets, would you say, Hank, or is there still some discretion being uh, adhered to with with some of these guys? I, you know, I think there's still discretion. I, I think we've definitely seen that door open to where, you know, that, you know, what we have is if you're on the fence about a guy, you like him, you, you think you want to take him, but maybe just camp would have been the, you know, the push you needed. I think those are the guys that are getting helped with this. But um, then, you know, there's still that category of guys, you know, they, they do want to see senior seasons from, um, you know, obviously if that doesn't happen, you know, I think we'll see this new kind of level of recruiting, um, as far as, you know, th- this is what we're going to have. We have all this information on them. If we can't get that last little bit, you know, is it worth the risk? So we'll see, you know, if high school seasons start, you know, canceling and, and we don't see guys, um, on the field again. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll, it'll turn more towards, I don't want to say full take mode just because obviously Bama does its due diligence, but I, I think we'll see, you know, that gate open a little bit more. And I would guess, too, you tell me what you think with with the uncertainty and the potential to maybe not even have the fall to evaluate some of these guys. It would seem like the Calways and the Devontae Smiths and the Kane Williams and guys that we talk about that maybe aren't entirely one position specific because become even more valuable because you, you've got to consider trying to limit your, for lack of a better way of putting it, your bust rate. With with the with, with the less amount of information you had to go on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's kind of it's just kind of a wild um, situation to even try to wrap your head around. Just because you know, you, you think about everything that happens with. I mean, the senior seasons. You know, starting in uh, I think September, uh, coaches go out on the road. You know, the coaches obviously are back on Saturdays, but the assistant coaches are at high school games almost every Friday night through through November, they have that chance to go out and do in-person evaluations, get all this information on kids. Um, and then of course, you know, we, we see that really big recruiting push in, in December after the, after the conference championship games or that same week when, you know, Nick Saban gets out on the road. So just, you know, it, it's going to be crazy to see kind of what comes out of this. If there is, if, if this, you know, this dead period or, you know, this, this lockdown extends past September. An absolute take is Corey Foreman, the five-star defensive lineman from California, previously committed to Clemson, I believe. He recently came out, I guess, with a top seven, Hank, that made some Alabama fans happy. And I thought it was interesting, too, the inclusion of an HBCU program in that mix. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to certainly start seeing more of that from these top recruits. And I think that's a you know pretty cool thing of them to do, um, certainly with, you know, the platform that, that Corey Foreman has being the number one player in the country um, per the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't a surprise that Bama was in his, in his top seven. You know, I, I think Bama's probably in his top five. Um, that's you know, really been the case since he decommitted from Clemson, which, you know, that was his own major story in its own time as, as far as, you know, Clemson never has decommitments. And, and Corey Foreman was 
you know, one of uh, one of the few that, that have done it, um, obviously, you know, so he can take visits um, again. You know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like in a few months. But um, Alabama was expected to be in that top group. I, I still think, you know, if you're looking at the ladder of his recruitment, that Bama's probably on, on, on the lower rung at, at this point. Um, you know, he's been to Tuscaloosa before he was, he was, um, on campus around this time last year for, for the cookout, um, in July, later July. Um, so he's familiar, um, with the staff, you know, he, he's been recruited by Bama pretty hard and, and, you know, he actually does have a, a pretty strong connection with Bryce Young's family as well. So, you know, if you're looking at, you know, possibilities or, or factors that could maybe lead him to Bama, uh, maybe that's one that at least gets, you know, more information to him about the program or, you know, he has that comfort factor as, as, as far as knowing somebody there. So that's something to watch. But, you know, at, at this point in his recruitment, you know, USC has been a popular pick as far as keeping him home. Uh, you know, Clemson's still in the mix and then Georgia's kind of been making noise as well as of late. You know, a position that we proudly talk about on the Built by Bama online pod- podcast, probably to the extent that no other football podcast can speak to is the tight end position. <laughs> we, we talk a lot of tight ends here. And uh, based on your reporting for us there at BamaOnline.com, uh, it looks like Alabama, one of its prime targets, is down to the Crimson Tide in an ACC program at this point. Yeah, uh, Robbie Oots, uh, who, you know, if you've been following along for, for a minute or for about you know, a month and a half now, um, he's been a kind of the guy that's emerged as, as one of the, the bigger targets at the position. Obviously, you know, we talk about the higher rated guys like Thomas Fedone and Jermaine Terry, but Robbie Oots picked up an offer from Bama back in February and uh, kind of, you know, he's, he's not a fanfare guy. He's not doing all the Twitter stuff. He, he's not really about all the attention. So it wasn't really evident, you know, who was in play for him. He did an interview later in the spring with a top eight. Um, and then um, he actually made his way out to Tuscaloosa for um, one of these visits we're seeing kids do more now where they just take visits to campus without talking to the coaches since it's a dead period. So, you know, you can still be there. You just can't meet with the staff. So he did that with his dad um, about a month ago, um, toured around campus, met up with Miller Forrestall, uh, who showed him around and, and took him around the place. And, and so that was kind of a uh, an experience for him to, to get a feel for the campus and, and figure out, you know, what he liked about it and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, he went from top eight to top two, um, which we reported earlier this week on Bama Online with Virginia Tech. And so, you know, he, he's been on an actual recruiting visit to Virginia Tech. So he's, he's kind of been around the staff in person there. He hasn't done that with Bama outside of just coming to visit the city um, and, and the campus. Um, so, you know, that's maybe something to watch. But I, I do think Bama's kind of, you know, pushed ahead here for him. You know, we, we, uh, I placed a crystal ball prediction in, in favor of Bama um, earlier this week for Abi Utes. Um, as far as the timeline, I, I think, you know, when you see a kid narrow from eight to two in, in a few weeks, I, I think it's kind of evident that he, he's probably looking to commit here pretty soon. Um, don't have an exact date, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it at some point this month, if not, you know, by the end of the summer, um, him, him making his choice. It's the Built by Bama online podcast. If you haven't already, we would certainly appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast. You can do that at iTunes. You can do that at Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you consume podcasts. How about a subscription to the Built by Bama online podcast? A rating and a review would be greatly appreciated as well. When we come back with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com, Commitment Watch. Who do you need to have your ears and eyes open for here in the coming days where Alabama's 2021 recruiting class is concerned. Why ask Hank about that? Put a wrap on a Built by Bama online podcast right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Hank, there's been a run of commitments here for Alabama in this 2021 recruiting cycle. Uh, It seems to be more along the lines of defensive guys here of late. Could we see a continuation of that in the coming days and weeks? I do think so. You know, I feel like the last three podcasts we've recorded, um, it was Kendrick Blackshire watch. So we'll (laughs) we'll see if that continues. Um, I I do think he's the most likely to be next up. Uh, And that, and that's because, you know, he came out and said on his Instagram earlier this week that he was, (laughs) he was going to either commit in two weeks or July 15th. So we have a window of time. So (laughs) July 15th, you know, around then to July 20th. uh, So, that's kind of on the on the lookout, but you know, as we've seen with Kadarius Callaway, um, you know, others in the past, um, guys can just wake up and decide they want to commit. So you know, you can't ever say that's the next one for sure unless you're you know you're seconds away from it happening. Um, so I, I think Kendrick Blackshire is worth watching. You know, he's down to Bama, LSU, in A uh, and M. Obviously, you know, Bama's been trending there for a while. Um, Damon Payne, the five-star defensive tackle from Michigan. Um, I, you know, Bama has been trending there heavily in, in recent weeks, um, if not, you know, longer than that. Um, and I, I think he's narrowing things down, looking to make a choice here soon. The Brockermeyer brothers, I still think, you know, we've been saying soon for them, um, you know, since mid June, I, I feel like. So I, I think they're looking towards um, ending their recruitments as well. So I, I think that's, you know, four recruitments technically um, to, to keep an eye on here um, in the in the next couple weeks. So as we let you out of here, I got to know the burgers and dogs on the fourth came out. All right. And ever since you mentioned that red, white and blue sheet cake, I've had a craving for that. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they, they came out great. Definitely had uh, seconds. We had actually a lot of leftovers. So we have been uh, we've been eating Fourth of July food here, I, I think through Tuesday. But no, the cake cake was was, uh, oh, yeah. was excellent. So sounds great. Little Max, his first fourth. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Slept through the fireworks. That? Yeah, you know, I did <laughs> a Boston, but hey, that's a great sign if a little man will sleep through that because yeah. fireworks guy and or gal in our neighborhood, he, he played all four, four quarters and even a couple <laughs> of couple of series of overtime in our neighborhood. Sunday night, he was still shooting the fireworks. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to record the podcast on late Sunday night with Potter, the fifth. And it still bombs over Bama <laughs> outside the house. Have leftover know? leftover fireworks. Oh, I think he's got plenty. I yep. think he's yeah, he's got a war chest of pyrotechnics that we still don't entirely know about. Well, Hank, as always, we appreciate the time with us here on the Built by Bama pod Built by Bama Online Podcast. Always great stuff for us there. Also, of course, at BamaOnline.com. You can catch Hank, myself, Charlie Potter, Tim Watts, Kirk McNair. The rest of us hanging out on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans there at BamaOnline.com as well. For Hank Sal, Travis Schreier, stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you again real soon on the Built by Bama Online podcast.